0: RadioInfluence.com Welcome back to the Lawfather Podcast. As always, we are here in Lawfather Studios, right here in Lawfather Headquarters. How many attorneys do you know that have an actual podcast and video studio right in their office? If you know, let me know. Kind of curious to find that out. Um, I think we're we're a little different. We do things a little differently here. But anyway, follow us on all of our social media. I've uh, been putting some tips up there. So check out the one. Uh, we got some holiday holiday tips on there. And uh, just try to keep things entertaining, entertaining and uh, everything like that. As always, please check out all the other Radio Influence shows. Check out my good friends, Jason Floyd, Ian Beckles, and DJ Egan. Check out their shows. I, I know Radio Influence has a lot of other shows. And, uh, Jason's probably over here shaking his head saying, well, we have other shows. You could mention them. Those are the only three people I know. I have three people that listen to this show and I know three people. So, um, you know, and I don't think they're the same three people. So anyway, so let's, let's talk about a topic and look, this is, this is a tough topic and it is, uh, I, I think very Tampa centric, if you will. And, you know, I, I'm sure there's people outside of the Tampa area, but it's the type of topic that, that is has no borders, okay? The the thought process of doing the show on this today is very Tampa-centric, a very, uh, even on a smaller scale, South Tampa-centric, okay? Um, but that said, let's talk about teen drivers. And teen driving and keeping teens safe on the road is something that is not Regulated just to Tampa, and it's not regulated just to Florida and anything else, right? And, and I think it's a really important topic, and it's something that we should spend a few minutes on today discussing. And, and look, it, it it may be tough. It, you're not in this profession necessarily, right? And I've been lucky or blessed, however you want to look at it, to a have some really significant defensive and you know somewhat offensive driving training in terms of having worked in law enforcement and been put through some training that would involve high-speed maneuvers and things that generally uh, keep you safe while driving that you don't necessarily pick up in driver's ed. And most of us just have driver's ed, right? And that's it. Go to driver's ed, drive with your parents and you are blessed to drive, Here you go. Here is your license. Smile for the camera and go, right? So I think it's really important to take a look at that. And those of you who don't know why this is such a a Tampa-centric type concept today, and it is the uh, 14th of December. It is a a Tuesday. Uh, So those of you who typically Follow us on a Monday uh, due to some scheduling issues. We moved it to Tuesday today. Um, and yes, uh, on TikTok, we have TikTok following TikTok Live. Uh, yes, I am an ex-cop. That that was, uh, I guess, inferred from what I had said. So, um, hopefully, that's not a bad thing. But um, you know, I, I guess some people may think that. But anyway, I think it's positive. But anyway, each each its own on that. But it, it recently here in Tampa there were uh, two local high school students who were killed in a crash. So, um, really, really sad story. Um, really kind of drives home that, you know, and look, South Tampa is a small, a a small community, if you will. So, you know, the, the direct lines and from everybody lives in South Tampa to the individuals, especially those of us with kids here in this area. Um, A lot of us through somebody or through some way, shape, or form highly likely know, at least on some levels, the people that were involved or at least the families that were involved. So what I want to do today is just take a look at at some tips for young drivers, for teen drivers, okay? And and look, you could take these tips as an adult and, and take some things from them, all right? Let's start with the most obvious, okay? And actually, let me take a step back. Nothing that we're gonna go over here today truly has anything to do with the crash that happened. I am not privy to the ins and outs of the crash that happened, okay? None of this is an indictment on anybody for how or what they should have done. These are just general tips, okay? So what we're going to get into is tips of how to teach your teen driver or just really tips for the parents, right? And and, and look, parents, if we're better drivers, we're going to make our kids better drivers. And, and that's the reality of life, right? If we're better at something and we're the ones mainly tasked with teaching our kids, then we can make them better, right? And, and, and that's the thing. Most of the teaching for, at least for driving, comes from the parents, right? And I know, um, I believe the high schools here do uh, do a little bit better job. I grew up in the Northeast and driving school was somebody came into the school and we kind of drove around the parking lot and they had like one car. I, I believe the schools here have several. So um, yeah, you know, that that's kind of how they do things here. But anyway, First overall rule, and this is a newer rule, although all of us should know this and practice it, and there really is no excuse for this first one. Don't pick up your phone and text and drive. Don't read that text message. Don't send that text message, okay? Look, it should be really simple, okay? And look, those of us of a certain age, and look, I'm not 40 yet, but I do remember these days of... The, uh, the cars with the tuners on the radio, right? You had to get that tuner just right. But you had to look down. You actually had to look down from the the, the road to tune that radio because you had to fine tune it. You had to reach over. And, and look, cars weren't as ergonomic then as they are now, right? So think about it. Late 80s, early 90s, right? Late 90s. Your biggest distraction in the car was your radio and your cassette player. Right? Um, yeah, we we did the CDs didn't exist then, iPods didn't exist then. Sure as heck, streaming didn't exist. So you had your radio with the manual tuner and a cassette deck. Awesome. Those were your distractions. And look, drivers were still distracted then. So tip number one: don't pick up that phone, don't text that person, don't read that text. It look. There is not one text message that I have ever gotten, that I have ever said, hey, I'm really glad I read that text immediately as it came in because something earth-shatteringly important was happening in that text, okay? And look, I, I, and I, and I'm not trying to make myself sound important, but I get a lot of important calls and messages because I, a lot of times we'll get calls and messages from people who have had something really bad in life changing happen to them, right? But those things come as phone calls, not as text messages. And and, and look, I'm going to harp on this for the moment because it's probably the most important tip. If you you take nothing out out of this other than the importance of not picking up that phone, all right? Those of you with iPhones, and I'm not about to get into an iPhone and Android debate because, man, I, I think wow, those Android users are really passionate. (laughs) They really are. Um, You know, look, we we have Apple here in the office, so I use iPhone and, and that's that. But anyway, I digress. There's a setting on there that you can set it so that way when you're driving, the phone recognizes that you're driving and it sends a text message to the person that you're driving. They get a response right away. So you don't have to worry about responding right away, right? And if that person really needs you, they can call you. Okay. Um, but then you gotta pick up the phone. So, you know, now we have this other issue, but look, you know, maybe set some rules for yourself. If you, if you get a text message and then a call immediately following that, wait till you get to a red light, right? And, and pull over, go to a parking lot, right? Get to somewhere safe. So if it's that important, get to somewhere safe. Don't be scrolling through Facebook. Don't look at the law father's Facebook and Instagram while you're driving, please. I know it's really awesome and uh, entertaining, but Please, please don't be the cause of uh, driving on the Selman and getting into a crash while watching the Lawfather dance on TikTok, okay? Um, so kind of beat that to death. But next one, uh, really important also, and I, I don't really understand how in 2021 this is even still a thing because those of us driving now, most of us driving now, or, or I guess said a different way, very few of us driving now were around when cars didn't have seatbelts, okay? There is a vast majority of us who are driving now who have only known cars to have seatbelts. And those of you who are listening, you may not realize cars didn't always have seatbelts, okay? Spoiler alert, older cars, I think it was probably 60s or 70s, uh, I think it was 70s when lap belts first started. Um, Those of you who are lucky to remember the old Hondas that had the automatic seatbelts, Yes, those were really fun. They, they were fun to watch them open and close. You open the door, the seatbelt would uh, come down the A-pillar of the car, and um, then when you close the door, it come back up the A-pillar. That's the, the pillar kind of right in front of you. Um, I, I don't know what the one is next to your head, but anyway, the one in front of you uh, by the windshield. So anyway, seatbelts. Wear your seatbelt, okay? Uh, there's been plenty of studies that show that seatbelts prevent very serious injuries. Now, The critics of seatbelts, and amazingly there are critics of seatbelts, are that, hey, look, you can create internal injuries from a seatbelt. Yeah, you can. It's going to have to be a heck of a crash, okay, in eight years of working with car crash victims and in six years of having investigated car crashes, although I never truly had a, a, a major catastrophic crash as a deputy, but... I have yet to see a crash that resulted in extremely serious internal injuries as a result of a seatbelt. I have seen very serious crashes that have resulted in other injuries that have not been catastrophic, right? So really important. Uh, And and look, actually, I can tell you, there's one that comes to mind, and this is an important point. The driver did not have a seatbelt. The passenger did, okay? Um, and, And in this particular one, driver no seatbelt ejected from the car is no longer with us passenger had a seatbelt had some pretty major injuries okay none of which were from the seatbelt okay but survived and fully functional no issues uh, fully healed and everything so seatbelts really very very important all right so let's let's get into some actual tips in terms of, uh, for teen drivers. Okay. So let's run through a couple real quick ones, quick and easy hitters for tips for teen drivers. Dash cams. All right. As a parent, go ahead, get yourself a dash cam, stick it in the car. They make them so that they actually point towards the driver. Uh, we do, uh, trucking cases sometimes where where there's a truck or a commercial vehicle that has caused a crash. And a lot of times they not only have dash cams that look out to what's going on, but also that look back into the driver. I think that's really very important because it can become a deterrent for the teen, right? Your teen is less likely to to take an aggressive move while driving or to do something that you wouldn't want them to do while driving if they know that you are either A, watching them live or B, can go back and watch them. All right. I remember my parents used to tell me, yeah, we have people all over that are are looking out for you. And oh, yeah, we saw you at this place and this place. Whether or not it was true or not, you know, at this point in life as an adult, my guess is it probably was not true. But anyway, you know, that's uh, that's that's what we uh, that's what they told us. And those of you who are listening, my phone apparently forgot to put it on silent. So um, Jason thinks that's hilarious. Um, So anyway, as we digress from uh, the tips here. Anyway, if I was driving, see that, see how distracting that was? and I'm not even driving a car. Um, so anyway, you know, and, and, and it brings us to a point, right? And this point should go without saying. I'm going to jump out of order a little bit, but don't drink and drive, okay? And, and this is a really good example of why, okay? That's, look, that phone ringing, probably the best thing that happened in this show, well, maybe ever, I don't know, um, is that it really highlights the fact how easily you can become distracted. And I'm sitting here in an office in the Law Father podcast studio. Here we are, right? And it distracted me. And there it was, right? I'm not driving a car. Here's the thing about driving. Driving is physical. You're physically driving and it's cognitive, right? That you have to think about it. And you can't separate those two things. You have to do them both because you have to recognize what's going on, right? That's the cognitive side of it. Then you have to physically move your feet, move your hands, and take an action, right? How does that tie in to dr- drunk driving when you're drunk? Okay, and, and this is the theoretical. So there might be a, a practical difference to this, but this is the theoretical that I learned through my training at the sheriff's office and learning about DUI stops and everything else and, and the DUI exercises is driving is physical and cognitive. When you're drunk, you can do one. You can either do the physical or you can do the cognitive, but you can't do them both together, okay? That's actually why those field sobriety exercises are done the way they are. There's actually a a physical aspect to it and a mental aspect to it. Which Jason, that may be a good uh, good topic for a show one day. Maybe for those of you on camera, maybe we can get Jason on camera, we'll get him to run through the uh, field sobriety exercises. I bet you I can fail him stone sober, right? But anyway, that is a topic for an entirely another show because I could go on for days um, about that. So anyway, um, distractions are the biggest key, right? Number two beyond distractions. It's, look, getting to know the car, understanding how the car works, what's where, right? And and the more distractions we can take away. Think about this as an adult. You go and you rent a car. You don't know that car, right? Because it's not not your car. It's it's, it's a different car, right? It's a different brand. It's a different make, a different model, whatever else. You don't know where everything is, right? So when you sit in there, what do you do? At least I do, right when i was representing nfl players and going all over the place and renting cars all the time i would sit there and i'd just try to get comfortable in the seat right and then i would try to figure out where everything was wipers on one side you know are are these automatic lights are they not automatic lights all right how do i change the ac the heat right most times it was cold wherever i was going um north dakota i don't know why i ever did that but anyway um why would would you go from Florida to North Dakota in in March? Good God, there's a lot of snow on the ground there. Anyway, out of that business now. So anyway, get to know the car. So tip number two for teen drivers, get to know your car, understand where the things are. The more you know where the things are, the easier it is. And the more you can sit there and you can sit and you're driving and you don't even have to move your eyes from the road, right? As a parent, think about it. You're there, you're driving your car, and you want to turn the radio up, how many of you can just reach over and turn it up? Yeah, I know that most of it is now on the steering wheel, but do you have to look down or do you just know where it is? All right? So get to know where everything is. All right? Next tip for teen drivers is get everything set up before you start going. So sit down, right? Get comfortable in the seat. Get your feet on the pedals, get a feel for how far away you need to be. Some cars you can move the pedals, some cars you just have to move the seat. Yeah, you know, and, and you want to mean be you need to be able to reach the steering wheel and you also need to have enough room for your legs. So, get that all set up, seat belt on, get your mirrors set, right? You want to eliminate as many blind spots as possible. Yes, you know what? Those blind spot monitors are great, but they're not foolproof, okay? So, get your, your front mirror in the middle, get that set up, get your side mirror set up. You want to move your side mirrors out as much as possible, right? So you don't want to see a lot of your car in it. You want to see as much or as little as your car as possible, as much of the other lanes as possible, right? Because you're minimizing the blind spots. The more you can see of your car, the less you can see of everything else. So you want to maximize your field of vision, all right? And, Make sure that everything is all set up, ready to go. We talked a lot about distractions as a, a tip for for teen driving. We talked a lot about phones as a distraction. You know, there's other things that can distract us while we're driving. And, and if we're a teen, the biggest distraction that you can have next to a cell phone is another teenager in the car with you right? How, how many times, and, and, you know, we kind of see it in movies and it's he, he, ha ha, but you know, you got the, the guy given peer pressure in the movies. Come on, guy, you can do it. You can do it. Right. Well, think back to your high school days. How many times were you with somebody who, Hey man, you can go a little bit faster. Or, hey, you know, we're going to crank this radio up a little bit louder and, and not be able to hear anything going on. Like, Oh, I don't know, um, sirens or anything else. So you want to remove those distractions. O- other examples of distractions that you might not necessarily think of, um, drowsiness, um, you know, loud noises in the car, things like that. Okay. You want to reduce and minimize those distractions for teen drivers. All right. This next tip that, uh, we want to consider and think about is not just for teen drivers. It's for all drivers, but you know, I think teens, teens more so than anybody else is when it rains and we get a lot of rain here in Florida during certain times of the year, but just remember that first few minutes of the rain, That's the most dangerous time to be driving because all the oils uh, or all the oils that are on the road, they've kind of come up to the surface with the rain and it's slick. They haven't been washed off the road yet. All right. A road is a non-porous surface. So those oils sit there. Rain comes down, they get kind of activated again and can get scooped up in your tires and it can be really, really slippery. So you really want to know and understand that and especially in the first few minutes of the rain, take extra caution. You want to be extremely cautious when it's raining anyway, but even more so in the first few minutes of the rain. Next tip for teen driving, really make your child, make your teen really cognizant of speed and the effects on speed speed limits are there for a reason. All right. Um, I I was talking to a traffic engineer once who was just talking about how, you know, the, the, the moment you go 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, you've really changed the dynamics of the engineering of that road. and, And you've really created an unsafe environment. Okay. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Everybody wants to get where they're going quicker and, and everything else, but you know what? The speed limits are there because they are meant to keep everybody safe. All right, I'm not trying to be, you know, Debbie Downer here. All right, no offense to anybody named Debbie, but I couldn't think of another D. You come up with another D name and we can put it with Downer, okay? Don Downer, Debbie Downer. Um, anyway, we come up with names all day long, just fill it in. You know, I like the alliteration there of the D and D. That is my English lesson of the day. That one is is free. Next teen tip practice. How else do you learn how to drive a car other than to practice? There is no real thing you can do at home, sitting at a desk, walking down the street. There's no real way that you can replicate driving other than to actually drive. So get in there with your kid and and drive with them and really teach them and show them. And, and look, when you're driving, talk to your kid, explain to them What you're doing? Explain to them why you're taking the actions that you're taking, and I think that's really very important to do, and that'll help facilitate that process and keep keep that going. All right. Make sure explain to the teens, and and another tip here for team drivers is to look out, know what is going on in front of your field of vision. Look out as far beyond as you can, out into the distance. It gives you a much better understanding of what's going to happen. And and as you get better and the more you practice, the more you can start anticipating what other drivers are going to do. And the more you can anticipate what another driver is going to do, the more you can avoid another crash, okay? Or a crash. It doesn't have to be another. It can be your first. So avoid that. Avoid the crash at all costs by looking out into the distance. Which ties very nicely into, as another tip for teen drivers, is... Limit nighttime driving, and why is that? Well, how is it different nighttime versus daytime? You can't see out as far, right? Your vision's really limited, and all you can really tell about the cars off in the distance are what their lights are doing, because that's really all you can see, and and you can't see all as far out as you would during the daytime. So your ability to react to things is a lot different, right? It's a lot less. It's a lot more limited. Right, nighttime tends to be a more difficult time to drive. They've done studies that have talked about during the time change uh, from daylight savings time back to standard time that it gets darker earlier. And this time of year, which you know we're taping this show in December, is when it gets dark right around rush hour, and it's gonna. You know, we have a couple more weeks of it getting darker a little bit earlier, and there is an increase in crashes. That happen during standard time versus daylight savings time because rush hour on the way home is typically thicker. There's more cars during the the afternoon rush hour than the morning rush hour, and you typically have more crashes because it's dark during standard time versus daylight savings time. So keep that in mind. All right. So those are the tips for teen drivers. Okay. There's look we could go on and on and on um, as to different things that you could do um, you know, to, to, to work with teen drivers. Here's just a couple other kind of thoughts that I'm going to leave you with in terms of just general driving thoughts that you may not have thought of or even known about. Uh, and especially here in Florida with the amount that it rains here at certain times of the year, if you start hydroplaning, take your foot off the gas. Don't put your foot on the brake. Okay. Let the car try to figure itself out all right? If your your back end starts to come out, like fishtail, if you will, so if your back end is coming out to the right, you actually turn your steering wheel to the right. And that doesn't mean just for hydroplaning. Anytime you lose traction in the back, whatever direction your back end is going, you turn your steering wheel into that. When you think about it logically, and you can think about it logically when it's not in the process of happening to you, right? You're bringing your front end back around to where it should be because your back end is, is going out. So if your back end's going to the right, you want to bring your front end back to the right, which will push your front end to the or back end to the left. Um, I've actually had to do that in real life before, uh, in a a car chase. So, um, but that said, when cars get to a certain point of fishtailing, there's no saving it. It's going to go around. So you just hang on and are around for the ride. And in that pursuit, I was just there for the ride, um, spun it all the way around. Um, I was like the fifth or sixth car back in in this pursuit. Um, So um, don't try to make a left turn, it turns out, at about 70 miles an hour um, because the car that we were chasing made a quick left. All the cars in front of me couldn't make the turn and I had an old Beater Crown Vic that was assigned to me that day and uh, let's just put it like this, the car did a 360 and it did not make the left turn. We went left and we stayed in the same spot. All right, uh, <laughs> one more for you here, uh, and and I can tell you, having had this happen to me on seventy five, uh, truly, truly saved me from an extremely bad crash. If you get on, if you are on the highway, any roadway, okay, it doesn't really matter how fast you are going, but the faster you are going, the more it, it is important to know and understand this. You are on a paved road, okay. Your tires all have the same traction. If you go off the road. Okay, uh, think about, like I said, 75, parts of 75. There's big grass medians, there's shoulder and some grass median. It doesn't have to be 75, it can be anywhere. Anywhere where you have a grass median, anytime those tires, anytime you have two tires, one or two tires or three tires, let's put it like this. Anytime you have less than four tires on the same surface, so for example, two on the asphalt. Two on the soft stuff, whether it's dirt, sand, grass. Take your foot off the gas. Calmly steer the car, okay? Get all four tires onto the same surface. Once all four tires are onto the same surface, then you can either hit the gas and go to where you need to go or hit the brake and stop. If you hit the brake or the gas in any of that scenario before all four tires are on the same surface you will lose control of the car, okay? I shouldn't say will as an absolute. You will most likely lose control of the car, okay? So um, that is is that little extra tip, so not necessarily a teen driving tip, but more of a, hey, here's a little something I've learned along the way, and if someone can benefit from that, great, all for it. We do not have a listener question for today because I felt like this was a topic that was, almost essentially one whole listener question, although there was not an actual question that started this show and prompted it. But I did really feel like this was an important thing for us to sit down and talk about and get out there for you all. Uh, Would love to hear any comments that anybody has uh, as to some of the tips that we've given, any questions they have on it, anybody that wants me to expand on any more of it. And look, just remember, if you have anything that happens to you in a car, look, you may not, think that you need an attorney, you may not know, you may know that you don't want to hire an attorney, but you may have questions. You may not know what to do next. Call me. Law father is always here for you. 855 law father. I will sit down and I will talk to you and I will answer any question you have, at least about the crash. I I suppose, uh, I can't open myself up to answering any question that that could go south real quick <laughs> but anyway that is the law father podcast for today as always please check out all the other shows on radio influence and check out our social media that is uh, that is it for today right here from law father headquarters law father out